In today's episode of The Plastic Podcast, I wanted to share with you all a documentary that I recently watched because, well, it does mean so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast, and I hope that you will continue doing so in the future. Sometimes it helps us to learn more about plastic or feel more obligated to start changing our lifestyles to become more plastic-free if we can see and witness something with our own eyes. You can listen to how much plastic is negatively affecting our lives and our planet as much as you want, but sometimes seeing that giant landfill or watching a video of a sea animal choking on a plastic bag can really change the way you see plastic. Like they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. And since I obviously cannot visually show you anything since this is a podcast, I thought I might share something that I watched that really opened my eyes even further to how negatively plastic is affecting the world and specifically our oceans. Today, I'm talking about a documentary that is called A Plastic Ocean and that I would like to share about with you all today. A Plastic Ocean came out in 2016, and in it, a journalist by the name of Craig Leeson and a diver by the name of Tanya Streeter go around the world and explore the many ways in which plastic affects us. A Plastic Ocean's website describes the documentary as one that documents the global effects of plastic pollution and highlights workable technologies and innovative solutions that everyone can do to create a cleaner and greener ocean. The documentary has won many awards, including the award for Best Documentary in the Sedona International Film Festival in 2017, and the Best Feature in the Colorado and the Philadelphia Film Festivals in 2017 as well. In the words of Sir David Attenborough, it is, quote, one of the most important films of our time, end quote. You can buy or rent the documentary on YouTube, Google Play, or Amazon, or you can watch it on Netflix. When I set out to watch this documentary, I did not know how many awards it had won or really anything about it. I just wanted to do some more research on plastic, and when I searched up plastic documentaries, this one came up, and I'm very glad that it did. Keep in mind that this documentary is from 2016, so some of the statistics from the documentary that I'm going to share with you may have changed since then. The film opens up when the documentary team goes looking for whales in the Indian Ocean. Now, if I told you they found plastic in the water, you would probably not be surprised, since unfortunately this is what we have come to expect. And to be honest, neither was I surprised that they found plastic until I learned that they were in the Indian Ocean off the coast of Sri Lanka in a place where there hasn't been any commercial fishing because of the Civil War and the beaches have been closed for up to 30 years. All of which mean that there really shouldn't be any plastic, but in fact, the opposite was true. The team found both floating on the surface and a meter below emulsified bits of oil, fishing nets, plastic, and other debris. In that plastic, there was an unopened pack of plastic wrap biscuits, a plastic shoe that a crab had made its home, and some disposable lighters. After the scene, I knew I was in for an eye-opening ride. 
One of the many reasons why plastic is so bad, especially in the oceans, is because whales feed by sucking water into their mouths, and they don't know the difference between plastic and krill, krill being what they usually eat. There was one instance of a whale dying because it was found to have six square meters of plastic sheeting inside it, meaning it couldn't eat. It ended up dying a slow and painful death of malnourishment because its digestive system was blocked. Unfortunately, the story of plastic killing ocean animals is not an unfamiliar one. Another problem that plastic poses is that it breaks up over time so that it is more proliferated, creating more opportunities for the plastic to be ingested by ocean animals. These plastics can also absorb toxins floating in the water, so when the fish eats the plastic, those toxins migrate from the plastic into the mussels or the fats in the fish, which may not seem like it should affect you, but those parts of the fish that the toxins migrate to are the parts that are usually served to eat. And it is not just in the ocean that plastic is creating such disastrous effects, it's in the lakes too. And this documentary opened my eyes to just how bad it had become. In fact, 80% of the litter found along the shorelines of North America's Great Lakes is plastic. What trash does not remain on the shoreline or sink into lake sediment instead flows through the canals and river system, through the St. Lawrence Seaway and into the Atlantic Ocean. And while plastic is a very apparent problem that North America has to deal with and can hopefully solve, unfortunately, so many other countries are facing plastic problems of their own as well. For example, the documentary team traveled to Fiji, where they found that some of the citizens had started using plastic as a way to light their fires for cooking. They used it instead of kerosene because it is much cheaper and easier to find than kerosene. When the documentary crew started talking to some of the people they found using plastic as a way to light their fires, these people said that when they started using the plastic, they had problems breathing and sometimes got headaches, but they had gotten used to these effects over time. One of the problems with using plastic to light a fire is that it creates a nasty smoke. So a scientist decided to test the chemicals from the plastic smoke by using a white filter and exposing it to the plastic smoke. After the filter had been exposed, it turned from being white to a dark brown to black color. In comparison, after being exposed to wood smoke, the filter turned a light to medium brown color. The scientist also found that in the plastic smoke, there were cancer-causing components and residue of burning plastic and maybe even some phthalates in there as well. If you haven't heard of phthalates before, they are chemicals that are used to make plastic more flexible, transparent, and durable but they are also toxic. Unfortunately, that is the problem with plastic. It may seem cheaper at the forefront, but in the long run, it will take a much greater toll on us and the environment. The documentary also has a fascinating and quite terrifying segment about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which even if you do not have the time to watch this documentary, I suggest at least taking a couple minutes just to look it up. The images of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch should make you think again the next time you buy a plastic water bottle or use a plastic bag. So instead of sharing some of the information I learned about that garbage patch in this episode, I thought that sometime in the future I would dedicate a whole entire episode just to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch since there is so much to talk about concerning it. To end off today's episode, I just wanted to share a couple more statistics mentioned in the documentary that really stood out to me. 
First off, did you know that around 63 billion gallons of oil are used every year just to supply the United States with plastic water bottles, and that more than 90% of those plastic bottles are only used once? Plus, something that I already knew but that still leaves me a bit shocked every time I hear it is that almost every piece of plastic ever made is still on the planet in some form or another. So when someone throws out their plastic water bottle, just let them know that in reality, it isn't really going away. And finally, a statistic that probably had me taken aback the most was that in the first 16 minutes that I had been watching the film, 19,068,000 pounds of plastic had been produced globally. It seemed so crazy to me that just sitting there, watching this documentary, in a little over 15 minutes, that much plastic had been produced, and it seemed in that moment that I could do nothing about it. But I knew that hopelessness would do nothing in helping to fix the problem, so instead it inspired me to keep on sharing these podcast episodes with you all, to keep on educating myself and others, and to keep on doing my best to make sure that the plastic-filled reality we live in now will be so much better in the future. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Plastic Podcast. I hope that you will go and watch that documentary or another one about plastic when you get the chance. Or even if you don't get the chance to watch the documentary, I hope that today's episode informed you a little bit more about the dangers of single-use plastics. I just wanted to let you all know that there may not be an episode next Monday, but I will be back again with another episode the following Monday. Thank you again for your understanding and for listening to today's episode, and I hope you'll join me again next time.